Parents need to understand that it's not too early to instill a right mentality towards money with their kids. Taj kind of got married on a fugazi. First hint <laughs> was when I was at their house one time and I had a hole in my shoe. Bobos, they make us a dollar What's up, what's up, what's up, friends, family, and fans? Welcome to Life on Podcast. This is where we listen and inspire friends in entertainment. And everywhere. That's right, because life happens to everyone. It is I, Stone Stafford, your gracious host. And I'm here with my The guy that right sits in the chair guy. next to the host. I'm just, a, I'm like a sidekick. My He's name's the Johnny gracious Vaughn. co-host with the false humility there. No, I'm just, I'm Johnny Vaughn. Just a, I'm the <laughs> sidekick. That's what I am. Whatever. <laughs> What up, homie? What it is, bro? Listen, so uh, check this out. Yeah. Uh, Tosh and I made this investment. Okay. And we got a 50% return. That's that's good. Right? Yeah. And it had me thinking. Now, she she's always been like better. I always said she was better than, with money than I was. Um, and you always talk about money, mm-hmm. which, you know, I always ask you financial advice, financial questions. And I think... In today's society, as you can see, we're jumping right into it. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In today's society, I wonder why financial education and financial literacy doesn't start sooner. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) Oh, what? Just keep them in the dark? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. You can't have a working class if everybody knows about money and how it works. Oh, well. I mean, I felt that way when I was in school, man. I was, I mean, most kids, like, I'm never going to use this in my life. Why am I not learning how to do taxes and stuff like that? Mm. I want to learn some stuff. I was a kid. (laughs) See? There you go. When you start finding out how our educational system was designed and why it was designed that way, and you start looking back into what the Rothschilds and and Ford had Mm, their hands in in setting up that system and the words that they said out of their mouths, it's absolutely so that you can keep people enough in the dark so that they don't know, so that you can dangle that carrot. And now you have a working class and mm. then your capitalism can can be motivated. So that's that's the reason. That's what I think. Anyway. So. All right. Well, then, in that case, I am here to liberate let's, let's do it. the world. But unfortunately, it's going to rely on the parents. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. And that's where it's going to fail. So, I mean, do you think it's too. Oh, so I know with me, my mom can't stand when I tell this story. But I tell her really it's kind of a success story mm-hmm. because, you know, I've, I've learned I've grown. So but because, you know, I, you know, single parent household mm-hmm. and, you know, money was always tight. She did the whole two jobs. I think at one point she had three, um, and you know, government cheese, all that kind of stuff, right? So I started to say, you know, the whole black story, <laughs> which is horrible. One, because there's been plenty of white people, Hispanics, and people who've gone through that. I was, two, a stereo- I, was I don't a want that automatically identified with black. People. I was a stereotype. That's what it was, very much. So anyway, that's funny. But um, but she did what she had to do, right? To keep the, to try to keep the lights on. So the whole figure of robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time she sat me down and showed to checkbook to show me how to do money. But it was the rob from Peter to pay Paul. And I'm mm-hmm. going to hold off on this and pay this. And then when this comes, we'll hold off on that. We'll take a piece of that, pay this and that. And that's literally how I learned to budget. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, I'm wondering, one, in your opinion, when is too early? If, if it's a thing, like, what do you do with Micah? You know, where learning money is concerned. <clears throat> and then two, what do you do when the parents themselves 
don't really have the financial literacy, you know, is that child just now stuck? Like, what are your thoughts and opinions on that? I'll start with it backwards. I do feel like if the parents don't have that literacy, then yes, the child's are stuck. The children are stuck because it goes into that whole category. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And if you have a parent that's you know financially adverse or just doesn't have the creative mindset about how to generate or how to even save money, they can't teach it. You can't teach right. something you don't know. So you, you then become a product of your environment, sadly. Hopefully mm-hmm. at some point the kid's in, introduced to someone or, or gets the, the interest <laughs> sparked into wanting to branch out. Right. But um, as far as my scenario – my son was sitting in my lap watching me trade when he was four months old. So I mean, he's oh, he's wow. he's yeah, exactly. he's been watching stock charts and crypto charts his whole life. So it's right. and we we talk about money around him all the time. We actually so this is because of the generation he's in, and because we just come out of a pandemic, the whole cashless society thing that's been on the cusp forever is more and more. In truth, we right. we actually did a flashback experience yesterday with him. They're testing this week. They're doing Georgia milestone, milestones this week. So we, oh, uh, sorry, yeah. Milestone. So we every day to keep him motivated because it's really difficult to keep my son motivated. If he doesn't want to, he ain't going to. Right. So I had to offer him something every. Hey, if you have a great day today, you do great on the test. You blow it out the water. Mm-hmm. We can do X, Y, Z. So day one was a happy meal. Day two was Chick Fil A. <laughs> day three was something else. I will kill you slowly for as your reward. Right. <laughs> 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 we can feed you some poison for doing great. <laughs> but yesterday he wanted to. Uh, he wanted. To, he's been into Yu Gi Oh cards. The little okay. Yeah. So he wanted to get this new. I didn't know they were still around. Oh, dude, yeah. He wanted this new rare deck that's been at Target, and I've been like, "No, you ain't been doing good enough to do nothing like that." So uh, you do something this day, you do it. Right. But the exercise was instead of letting him use his his debit card, which is what we usually do, and then he goes back and he can track all of the numbers. I made him use cash because he's got quite a bit of cash saved up from people giving him money on birthdays, and right. it's just in his wallet. So he's you know, it's like you let's do this, and it was weird watching him do it because. I realized that that was the gap for us. Mm. He has a full understanding of monetary value and what something costs and how to do the exchange. Okay. But the, the, the hard he? nine. It's great. Yeah. But That's the great. hard currency aspect was weird. So when we got there and he had to actually count it, he was fiddling with it a little bit. And I was apologizing. I was like, hey, guys, it's training day. And everybody was just smiling and happy that we were doing it. And in that moment, it was it was for me. It was like I wish I could explain that it's not that he doesn't get the money part. He one hundred percent understands how much it costs, how right. much he has, how much to spend. Yes, the math. But it was the what is this paper stuff? <laughs> right. But it and was that, it was so wild. Yeah, but it was it was that to kind of give him a, a history lesson on where it came from because that's that's the where it came from for him because by the time he's my age, money will be fully digital right. more than likely. Yeah. So as as far as monetary exchange and exchange values, he's. I'm not going to say he's a master at it, but he does understand it. And that was intentional for, for me because my mom did it with us. My mom was a teacher, so mm. we were going to do it. Um, and I had this little green tackle box that when I wasn't fishing, I kept my cash in it. Mm. So pennies were on one side, nickels, dimes. Mm. And my mom would, you know, we, whenever we had to go to the store, we had a ledger that we had to just subtract from it and all that. So I was doing bank balances and stuff like that from the time I was about seven or eight right. with that, too. And I was like, all right, I got to start earlier with him. So it was it was really important for me to make sure that he got a jump start on even means. I think I started early. Mm. And one, it made me comfortable with it. Just not only just handling it, but keeping track of it. Obviously, it helps you learn how to count and, and exchange. But it's important because if you aren't comfortable with it, you start developing negative thoughts towards it. Because you always hear people right. say money is the root of all evil. Right. Uh, rich people Can you are, please set that straight, please? Money is the root 
or the, the love of money Thank is the you. root of all evil. I said it wrong twice, but one and a half times. So the love of money is the root of all evil. But when you hear that, the intention of that was that people remove the, the, love, the love part, part and yeah. get straight to money is the root of all evil. Right. And when you that foundational principle will start having negative thoughts on what money yeah. is. And then you start feeling like, oh, I'm a bad person if I want money or right. they're bad people because they're making a lot of money because they have it. Or, right. And then you hold yourself back. Now, the interesting dynamic in my house, <clears throat> my wife, her first job was in banking and she worked in banking for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she did great managing everybody else's money. <laughs> We're going to assume, I tell you what, I'm going to save, I try your, to, I try save to, your life. And I try to keep a close eye on our <laughs> joint expenses. <laughs> And a lot of this has to do with the fact that we, so both of us came from the stereotype. Okay. <laughs> and when we got to a point where we were a, a sub success story of the stereotype, mm-hmm. we enjoyed, we, we've been enjoying what we do. Right. My wife tends to enjoy things she a lot. She tends to draw well, water from the well where there's no water. There's water. Well, but she'll, no, she'll draw she it. She starts taking it from the reserve. Yeah, she'll, she'll tap that joint where you hit that line down there. Right. <laughs> yeah, she'll do so that. Her, her gas goes beyond the red line. Is yeah. that what it is? And we have to have a, hey, baby, listen, uh, we ain't traveling for a little bit. We got to stay put. Or, you know, right. we ain't going to be standing at Ritz Carlton this time. We're going to be at that Motel 6 this right. weekend. Right. Like that. Hey, at least they leave light on for you. <laughs> yeah, right. They do. <laughs> but that's, that's the important thing is that he's that he's got a very interesting balance because my wife has that confidence of we're going to make more money, which and I, he sees all of this. He, he absolutely sees it's it. It's so funny. I wonder which one he's going to pick up. On. And that's the thing that I'm, I'm where this interesting point now to where we're starting to see it. He'll show flashes of him being very fiscally responsible and reserved. Okay. But then it'll be like, Oh daddy, I only got, I got $200 left. I want to go to six flags and buy all of this. Stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. But then you won't have any right. money left. So I was going to say, does he, is he a party to those talks of oh yeah so okay. we right, dude, we've right. got a we we've got a whiteboard in our living room that's got like our whole financial plan written down okay um the the projects we got that we want to get into that we're, we're planning for now and prepping for okay he's in those meetings he actually he's our that's dope. He, he's our scribe so when we talk about stuff he's taking that notes. is awesome so it's it's it was important for us to make sure that he's a part of the decision making process he and he is he has a vote he's that's not dope. just a child that's dope. He, he lives in the house and everything we do affects him too. So it's important for him to see it. And what happens if his vote <laughs> doesn't really make sense? So we definitely had those moments where it's like, all right, I son, mean, nine years old, you're that's to a good idea, but we're not doing that. We're going to do what daddy said this time. We, we, oh, we, there's we, no explanation <laughs> as to why. We got well, a little too deep. Because sometimes, well, the Fed, you know, they raised the interest rates this week, son. And, well, and, and <laughs> so we did. We talked about that. So when a 25 basis point increase happened this week, I did talk to him a little bit about that because it's like, all right, that's going to affect the interest rate because one of the rental properties, is, it's his. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. And he mm-hmm. talks about it like he said, that's who's in my house now? How are my tenants doing? Like he, I love it. We, we want to make sure he's speaking of it from an ownership perspective. I love it. So that it. when he steps into it, you know, it's, it's not new to him. Um, so we were talking about, you know, this is this is how that's going to affect this. That mm-hmm. interest rate is probably going to affect if we decide to do a cash out refinance on this and do another deal. That interest rate is not going to be three and a half percent. We you right. know it's going to affect what happens. So he does. He doesn't really understand how the percentages say, yeah. work, but yeah. he understands that when that number goes up, it affects a small percentage of this and it changes but it'll how click much. When make. he gets it, here's it later. Absolutely, and that's like, the whole thing. Is, is familiar. Is planting enough seeds to where it's familiar when you right. start getting into the dude. I'm man stuff. I'm not even gonna lie, homie. Like <laughs> we've been friends for a minute, but I'm a I am a, f- a fan of that parenting skill. Right on that I, one I, in particular. I, that uh, I've got some I've got some questionable. <laughs> 
ones. They're going to work on the corporate pumping part. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you said something that I think was key, and you said that his feelings or mentality towards money is going to be affected by how you guys, you know, because like my, my sister, I know her in particular, she has a fear of being like a legitimate fear of being broke. Mm-hmm. But it's because she saw her mom. Well, she didn't explain this, but her mom explained it to me that, you know, she well, she always saw me struggling and worrying about money. And, you know, one of her biggest fears is being broke. And like mm-hmm. she makes a decent penny now. And I remember one time we were going to do something and she was like, oh, I don't know, because I just spent this and I just spent this. And I'm doing the math in my head. And I'm like, that's like a drop in the bucket for what you make. Like you'll and literally said, make that back on your neck. Stop counting my she, pockets. She, well, I didn't say it to her because oh, okay. there's no way in the world that okay. would have been taken the right way okay, right. at all. Okay. So I kept it to myself, but in my brain, I was like, I said, that's not, you literally get that back the next check. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, but like I said, it's none of my business. Yeah. But she admitted it. She goes, one of my two biggest fears are, you know, one is being broke. You I know, like so that. she's very gun shy about spending money. But again, that not just her, because there's plenty of people that are like that, but that's an unhealthy relationship that they got. Because some people, here's the deal, because some people will be quick to say, oh, I'm just being frugal or being responsible. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference because if you're operating out of fear, Mm -hmm. because if I say, okay, why don't you want to spend it? Then if you're being frugal and responsible, then the answer is going to be something like, well, because I just spent this and this and I need to make sure I haven't reached my goal or stay on my schedule doing this. Da, da, da. There is a reasoning behind it mm-hmm. besides the fact that, well, I just spent a bunch of money and I don't want to make a whole bunch of more money because you now you're like, I have less money. Right. That's fear. Absolutely. And that's not a healthy relationship with money. Yeah, a, a viewpoint of lack when it comes to it's a, yeah, it's a fear of lack. Is, is, and so that comes obviously from upbringing. I said, yeah. but then on the flip side, which is interesting because I've never <laughs> we, we grew up broke. I ain't never had that pr- you know, problem. But mine I was opposite. <laughs> I was about to say that I I relate to what she's saying because I have that fear. Mm-hmm. I I think when you it's not that we didn't have anything. My dad's got five kids that I know about. So you had nothing. I was number four. <laughs> or you had nothing. Number five. <laughs> and my dad was paying child support on three of those kids Ooh. my whole life. So we we were, okay. I mean, we were okay. Mm. But I mean, you know, a big chunk of what he was making sure. was going. My dad did the three. And my dad was a firefighter. So, you know, mm. public servants made decent money in the city I came from. So right. he was he was working, you know, two and three jobs within that world. To, to maintain the lifestyle that we did have, and it wasn't much. Right. And I do have a fear of going back to what I grew up in. Um, yeah. And that fear, I, I think it's I think it's important to have it, but it does. It creates it a, a dual fork road that you have to choose from. That right. fear can either motivate, motivate you, you right. to continuously generate so you don't, right. or it can create that fear that you try to clutch onto those pearls tight enough so you don't slip. Right. And I do want to make clear for everyone, because, you know, sometimes people be hearing stuff you ain't never say. Mm-hmm. Like, it came from her own mouth that she has a fear of being broke. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, that wasn't Stone's interpretation of anything. I'm terrified of it. You I know what I mean? When, when I found out we were pregnant, dude, I was, well, and then I was like, I might be about to taste broke again for the first time in a while. And it was... And Tasha's fear was healthy because it motivated her. Uh-huh. Now, hers wasn't so much from the fact that, you know, they grew up, you know, with not a lot of money, but hers was... <laughs> Actually, as we dug into her childhood, because we needed to do that to <laughs> unravel, because we were like, why are you like this? You know what I'm saying? So she did it. I give her credit, man. She did a whole lot of work mm-hmm. on herself. But so she grew up where her sisters had like that. Wait a minute. 
Natasha's my friend, but she ain't gonna be mad at you telling me the story. Oh, we shit. know this. Okay. And we know that because it inspires people. All right. We've right told on. it and, and it helps some people. Just make sure. But um I wanna get drug in the nut and I ain't nobody. Nah, you fine. <laughs> but like her sisters have like like the real like the corn silk type hair okay. and curly and stuff. And she had natural black hair. Right on. And so and of course what society paints about what that means, mm-hmm. you know, she all kind of saw herself as like the ugly duckling or the, the eyeball. And never so she from day one, she always strived to be better than her sisters in some way, mm. shape, or form. Typically in looking good and eventually even making and being successful. Right. Because as far as she's concerned, that makes me, that'll then make me better than y'all, if you will. I mean, the love was there and all that crap. So, mm-hmm. so that was the one thing. And then when she worked for Ian at Electra, and then they closed that office down. Like they let Ian go, and of course, they let his staff go, which mm-hmm. included Tosh. She was like, "Oh, I don't like this because this isn't under my control." Right. So it was a fear of man. If I work for someone, I might lose my job. Yeah. And then the other one was kind of a, a fear, if you will, of I'm not as good as my sisters type things. So those things motivated her mm-hmm. towards success. Yep. You know what I mean? So you're right. So it can have that kind of motivation. But then on the flip side, then you have your kids who grow up where money's not an issue. And where that can go left is where then they see, they can tend to see money as the the resolution for everything. So as long as I have money, I can take care of any and everything. Mm-hmm. And now their focus is on make sure they're always having money. So then when you have interracial, interracial, me, interrelational. Okay. I was right. wondering what I was about to go. Honestly, maybe even interracial too. I don't know. <laughs> but interrelationship problems sure. and things like that, you're looking at money to fix it. You know, your wife or your girl's complaining that y'all don't spend any more time and all you're doing is buying her cars and this and that. So that could be the flip side of that as well. Yep. My point in being, my point is that parents need to understand that one is not too early to instill a right relationship and right mentality towards money with their kids. Mm. And in this day and age, you know how I am about the excuses about I can't, I can't, right? Mm. In this day and age with Google and internet, there literally is no excuse. Right. If you can't do it, then, and I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. We have a few couple of podcasts where we broke down just money one-on-one, just mm-hmm. stupid basic money stuff. Let your kid listen to that episode. Yep. Uh, earn your leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, forbidden knowledge. My man Billy Carson. Mm-hmm. There are a ton. There, and there, there's mm-hmm. cartoons out there for kids. So parents have no excuse for their children. You having let your right. kid watch the iPad anyway, so you can take a nap. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get well, me started. Might as well put. Yeah, some I got nephews and nieces where they just. St- Day on that freaking eye thing. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, what are they watching? Like, I'm at least let it be one. something that's, you know, but that's not me. They're I'm, not my I'm kids. Gu- I'm not my business. Too. I'm guilty too. Sometimes you just need that break, bro. I, no, I get it. Cause I don't, <laughs> I grant it. I don't have, well, when I had Xavier for those few years, and that's why people can't tell me you don't understand. Cause like, I literally raised my nephew for a while from like 10 to 16 with like two, with two, two year breaks. Yeah. So I raised it. So I know I mean, it's like to have a kid. 24-7. You had the teenager. You did. You did. And, miss and the, I had a teenager, which yeah. which is, to me, a little bit, because now they off on their own. Now they well, doing stuff. But that spongy age is important. It's that, 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 super that, important. That three to that three to nine thing is, is super important. But when you get them when they're almost adults, it's, it's a different experience. And with me, with Sorry. us, there was a lot of unlearning mm-hmm. I had to do with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So again, I'm not comparing what's hard and what's not, but people can't throw that, you, well, you don't have a chill. And blah, blah. I've always had kids in my life. Like, Always, you know, even to the point where then I literally raised one for seven years, for Mm -hmm. several years. So my point being 
is there's no excuse. So, you know, have your kids watch these videos, but it's important that you have to give them a right mindset of money because the effect that it has down the road is no joke. Yeah. One of the things, and I'm going to be totally transparent because I know a lot of people you know, and just from what they tell me, right? They look up to me. They mm -hmm. see me as a success, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, let me tell you something. Todd's kind of got married on a fugazi. <laughs> I, like straight, she got married on Fugazi, man. Okay. Because I mean, the first hint was when I was at their house one time, and I had a hole in my shoe. And Janelle, Janelle, that Janelle had never met me. What is it's the first day. What is bum? She had to be like what, 13, 14? She comes down, it's like Bobo, they make the feet feel fine. Go, I mean, girl, I wanted to kick that girl <laughs> through the door. I was like, you don't know me, you know what I'm saying? But that should have been. And Todd said it. That should have been my first clue. Because <laughs> we would go out to eat all the time. You told me about the coupon thing. Well, oh, I didn't even get to the coupon. Was a come up. That was. I mean, okay. the, the, what do you call dining dollar? Yeah, that was what it was. Dollars. There's someone out there right now like, ooh, <laughs> that was a come up for me. But before then, I was literally taking my rent and utilities money uh -huh. to take Tosh out uh -huh. to eat. You know what I mean? And, you know, Chris would be like, oh, man, where's your rent? And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's coming. I'm a little bit late. You know? <laughs> so she thought I was fine for the most part. Like, yeah. she knew I wasn't balling, but she thought I was straight. Yeah. Until she, you know, we started dating and we got married. And then she saw the books and she was like, oh, like, what is this? this is horrible. Is like, you, I'm bouncing stuff all the time and NSFs. And, so, she, yeah, she kind of got. Checkfished me. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. Catfished. Yeah, not catfish. Checkfish. Checkfished yeah. me. So, she kind of got fugazi with that's concerned. Yeah. And so, a lot of what I learned about financial respons responsibility you came from watching fly. her. Yeah, and well, from watching it. Because I tried to learn on the fly. But them NSFs got to be too much. And it was too many arguments, too many fights. It was like, okay, I can't do this no more. We out, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but but the thing there too is I didn't just chalk it up to the fact that I'm not really good with money. Yeah. I used to say that all the time. I said, well, Ty says it because I'm not good with money. Yeah. And all I'm doing is just self-perpetuating. Mm -hmm. I said, like, you know, I need to stop doing it. And I told her, I said, look, I'm going to take over the budget this year. And I started with Icon's budget. Oh, so what, well, what happened in. was she did the pain, but okay. I did the day to day budget. Okay. And that kind of grew me into it. And there then you know. it was fine. You know what I mean? That was things working out. Then I took over the household budget. And then, and so all that was fine. But now, to where it is right now, because I do most of the day to day stuff at the studio, she went on and took the household budget again. But okay. there was a period where I was doing fine with it. And I kind of developed the mentality. But a lot of people might call her mean or nasty or whatever because she was so stern and she would get upset. I mean, l pissed when I would screw it up. But for someone like me, I kind of needed that boot mm -hmm. in the butt. And instead of being a victim and crying about it, oh, my life's so mean. I was like, look, Negro, you need to man up and be like, this is this is your household and you can't even handle the money. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I want people to know that, yeah, we have a studio and all that kind of stuff now, but your boy... It was growing. It I was, mean, growing I thing. was not good with money. Many times I didn't have money. It was check to check. And even now, like, honestly, a lot of what comes in goes right back out. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we sat with our financial guy, and he told us, that, do you guys realize you're a million? You know what I mean? And I, it was like, I was like, I don't feel like it. Because <laughs> that joint ain't liquid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Liquidity so, and, and having the assets. Yeah. So, I mean, net, yeah. what do you call it? Net worth, net worth yeah. is, is great. It's great to have, yeah. you know, but it's only great when you're selling everything off. Mm -hmm. So, even in that space, I'm still on a come up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, we're fine. We're comfortable. We're doing very well and da-da-da. But I'm not cutting myself any slack. Yeah. But I'm not. But again, if I if I had that from childhood, 
You know what I mean? I'm not blaming my mom. My mom was a survivor. <clears throat> she made sure we had something in our stomachs, roof over our head, and clothes on our backs. Like, yeah. she did her thing. The one thing I can <laughs> say is that the financial literacy can get complex. And it can seem more daunting the later you get to it. The later you get to but it, But it's right. not something that's not unconquerable. Absolutely. It doesn't really, it's, one of, it's truly one of those things that doesn't matter when you start doing it. Mm-hmm. Because the financial system shifts and ebbs so much that mm-hmm. you're always coming into it either at a peak or trough. And it's every point is a learning point. Mm-hmm. Our situation, going back to what you said with kids taking what you give them and and either running with it one way or the other. My situation is different. Even though we've been completely, my son knows how much money I make. Like mm-hmm. he, he actually knows what my day rates are for what type of job. Right. His first acting job, he made more money in three hours than I had ever made in one day right. <laughs> for his, his first Cracker Barrel thing. And it was a national campaign. He got to see himself all over, all the stuff, and he, he's famous and stuff. And as we were, we were open. Hey, man, you made this much. Now, this much is going into the account that you can't touch for 15 years. Right. This is how much we're going to put in your savings account. And this is how much you can play with right now. And at mm-hmm. the time, he was four. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> All he wanted, yeah, all he wanted was go to Chuck E. Cheese and buy Pokemon. It wasn't Pokemon at the time. It was he was into cars at the time, and that's all he wanted. So you know, it was that was his first learning step. But at the same time, he always saw that when he ran out of money, that daddy or mommy had it. Right. That can be that whole that that little. I don't even know what you would call it. The caveat to Mm -hmm. to starting it early, because when he sees that his money runs out. He has no idea exactly where my money comes from, but he knows that daddy's money buys food. Mommy's money pays for private school. Mm -hmm. Daddy's money is flying us around, whatever. He's not paying for that stuff. So he does have a bit of a a personality of, oh, daddy, you got money. He's actually said, daddy, money's paper, and paper grows on trees. So what's the problem? Uh, I've heard him say that. (laughs) And the other thing is is that when, so me and my wife were were best friends through high school. She knew I was working on becoming a music producer. And before we graduated, before we ever actually started dating, I had my first little bit of success where I got my first real check. And at 19 was the first time I I cracked six figures by myself. And because of that, I'm like, oh man, I'm on the rise. I can, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, we're staying at all these fancy hotels, and I'm taking her to Seasons 52 every other day, and just doing all this expensive crap. Mm-hmm. And I kind of created this this 19. atmosphere. I'm at the Gap. <laughs> at 19, I'm at the Gap at Linux. Mall. Yeah, I, I, so the first <laughs> this gift, dude's making hundred thousand dollars. I'm at the Gap. <laughs> the first gift I bought my wife before we were officially dating was a pair of diamond earrings, and I'm not gonna say how much I spent on them, uh, which set the bar ridiculously high for me subsequently because sure, sure. I had to outdo that every year after that. So I got to the point like, hey, we've been together for X amount of years. I ain't not doing nothing no more, baby. I love you. I ain't proving nothing to you no more. Mm-hmm. But you know, we were we were going to malls like Phipps. Right. You know, we were. You know, I would take her to Coach, and we were doing stuff like that and should i have been no Mm. um i i had the fiscal responsibility mind but i was also with a woman who i I knew deserved the world right and i also had confidence in my ability to continue to to grow that now granted this was in 2008 (laughs) okay so we know what happened after that right so and then but still, I had planted those seeds. So given that my wife kind of knows that, hey, my no matter what happens with my stuff, my baby going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. My son has that example. <laughs> right. Now, he also has the example for me that, hey, man, you got to go get it if you got to go get it. Mm-hmm. 
but he's with mommy a lot because I travel a lot. So he's getting that influence from her. So I, I do get a lot of, hey, dad. So there's this thing. And I'm like, man, that's that's two thousand dollars. Like, yeah, I know. Like, when can we I'm like you're nine? What are you talking about? <laughs> right. So th- these are real conversations. And then we have to do that step back with, OK, just because you have it doesn't necessarily mean you spend, spend it on it. this. Right. And then talk about how we plan certain things. And I'm going through that with my wife because like it's. You know, we're in a stage now where, you know, we're at the it's time to upgrade. You know, we we're outgrowing our space. So right. we need six rooms now instead of, right. <laughs> instead of three. So we're, we're talking that out. And it's like, OK, just because we can afford whatever arbitrary number that right. might be doesn't mean we necessarily have to do that. Right. But the want to do that is still there. And also the the knowledge of knowing that, hey, well, we have it, you know, mm. You you teeter on that 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 thought process of lack or abundance when you do that. So right. it's but you still have to have lots of conversations about it. I mean, budgeting yeah. is absolutely important, and you can do things that can set you back, regardless of how how comfortable you are financially, or how responsible you are with understanding what your finances can grow into or right. diminish to. Um, but that planning process still has to be a part of. It. So that's the challenges that we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Is Again, you've got two very different styles. B- both of us can sustain ourselves by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're 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 comfortable as well. We're we're, mm-hmm. we're doing okay, but we have very different approaches to to how money functions. And teaching that little person both of those, mm-hmm. and then trying to guide him more towards my way right. <laughs> a little bit. Um, What's your form? Do you have a form? So Xavier, you know my nephew. He uh, it warmed my heart because he hit me last month mm-hmm. or two. and he was like he said all right so he said what's he said what's your budget how do you budget mm-hmm. and if you know xavier this he's, that's typically it wouldn't be a question that he asks yeah. but he's grown a lot though since we, i remember we went to macy's to buy some stuff and he was pulling out he had some money that his mom sent him and he's pulling out all these clothes i was like who's <laughs> buying all of that who's swiping i mean up? i'll chip in but do you, he goes what because i got money from my mom i was like Nino, do you know how much you have? And so that was the first time. And so we started doing receipts. Yeah. And and when we go out to eat, they'll say, This is the bill. I was like, All right, so how much do you have? And so dude, I said, How much is your change? He'll tell me that. And then I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's figure out the tip. The tip would throw that whole 20%, 30% moving the decimal. But we kept doing that crap until uh-huh. he got it. Like that stuff. And I saw that change how he thought. And it re- I mean, I always knew, you know, teaching kids when they're young, but just to be able to see that happen. So mm-hmm. he hit me and said, What do you do? I said, Well, I said, one, you got to kind of know your own lifestyle and your own household. I said, for me personally, I do the 70 30 thing. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I, I try to live off of 70. I save, I mean, I save 10, I give 10, and then I entertain on 10. Mm-hmm. So that's me, though. Yeah. You know, now if you want a lot more entertainment, <clears throat> then you can up your entertainment, but you got to lower your living standards or whatever. So yeah. you got to do the math. And he's like, oh, I see. I remember when you said 7, 10, 10, 10. I was like, you know it's what? not a hundred. I was like, yeah, that kind of actually is. He's like, well, I see that now, you know. But to your point, when yeah. you said you teach them young and it doesn't make no sense, makes no sense, mm-hmm. but then later it clicks. Yep. Because I told him that from from when I was ten years, ten years old, old, a lot yeah. of when he was ten years old. Yeah. And then he was like, he's like, oh, now I see. And I was like, but he only sees it because I said it mm-hmm. early. Right. Um. So that's what I want. Parents need to jump on, and I just I think that's really what. I want people to get from this is the parents need to understand that it is a it's, responsibility, it's your responsibility to do it. you know, and parenting is an investment. It's a, there's parenting <laughs> and then there's babysitting and caregiving, Yeah, you know, and I understand, look, I, again, I get the nieces and the nephews who I 
I'm glad when I can send them home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a parent, you know. I missed that return receipt. Yeah, I, you don't get to do that all the time. So I, trust me, I me. get it. But what's so funny is if you do it the right way and do it early, and if you raise your kid enough where they love you and respect you, let me back that up because then people hear what you didn't say. I'm not saying try to be best friends with your child. And we're going to have a little parent psychology here for a quick second. I need y'all to understand that that is a guaranteed backfire. Okay? Do not try to be best friends with your kid. <laughs> Trust me, it will backfire later. I okay? I don't know. I have no, I don't know. Yeah, because you don't do it. That's yeah, why. That's not my thing. You can be friendly. Yeah. You know, and love on them and all that. Stuff. But that doesn't mean you're, you're trying to be their bestie, which is y'all try to do. It's like, I just want to make sure they love me. It's going to backfire on you. My son can't you spend me trust time. Me on that. I need that. I need yeah. him not to like me. Because. Seriously, though. The, what, what I think it does is that it creates the I told you so without me ever having to say it. Mm. Because he knows daddy can be mean sometimes. And he right. knows dad is stern. He knows dad don't really play a lot of games and stuff. I'll have fun with him. Right. But I'm I'm relatively serious all the time. Right. When I say something that he doesn't like it, and then down the road he bumps his head and he realizes it, mm. I don't even have to say anything. Because now it's like, if I would not, he knows, okay, I just disappointed my dad. Right, or something like that. Or, or something to that effect. Yeah. And it's, I very rarely have to say, he, he's self-correcting now. And, and he's been doing that for a couple of years. So that's, that's, if I had to take a success away from the early years so mm. far, I take that as I think we've done a really good job of instilling in him what we expect. Right. And, and giving him enough room to hang himself. But my personality has created a certain fear in him, which can be bad sometimes. It depends because there's fear and there's reverent. Well, fear. But, you know, his is actually a fear because he doesn't like disappointing people. Okay, and because I can see that. because of that, when it happens and he knows it's something that I tried to show him differently, I don't have to say anything. Right, right. He yeah. he said this to me the other. Day. This was two days ago. Um, I don't even remember what I told him to do, but he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then something happened out of the result of it. And he says, I'm going to do better at life, daddy. I promise. At life. <laughs> Not even just the, I'm going to do better making my bed. He's like, no, I'm going to do better at his life. His words, I'm going to do, ba- do better at life, daddy. That's, that's no lie. And when he wow. said that, I, I didn't want to smile because I didn't want him to see it. Right. But it was a big sunshine happening in sure. here. I was like, I don't even have to say nothing because you know you must. And that's the reward, man. Yeah. I, but th- And I say that and I did have a friend be like, well, how do you feel that that, because she did have a problem with it. Um, she's in Florida now and literally she called me to talk to her son. Okay. Because her son listened to me. And I'm not around her son all the time or whatever. I'm, but you know, I know how to project myself. I mm-hmm. da, 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 da. But I was like, look, I can't you know, and her husband traveled a lot. And I was like, I can't, you can't be calling me to tell your son what to do. But she, she was the one where she was always, she was so worried that her son was going to grow up mm-hmm. and not like her and all this stuff. And she, she did all these things. I said, the problem with trying to be their friend and always please them is that it creates familiarity. And the very first thing to go out of the window when familiarity moves in is respect. Mm-hmm. I said, you can't ever lose that with your child. And just because you maintain respect is, does not automatically mean you lose love. Matter of fact, the love grows out of the respect, mm-hmm. and she it kind of rang a bell. But I saw that it still didn't click for her because she still she couldn't get over the fact that she didn't want her child to grow up and not like her and yeah. da, da da da. There's nothing you can do about that. But with the parents, like you have to instill this stuff early. And what I was going to say was, if you do it the right way, and your child grows up and loves and respects you, when they're successful with their money, the very first person they want to take care of is their parents, mm-hmm. whether you need it or not. They're the very first. So 
going through the hard time you went through, wanted a, a way, I'm not going to say guarantee, but if you want to try to buy some insurance, <laughs> right? <laughs> teach them what you didn't know. Make teach sure your do baby it. don't put you in a home. I'm just saying, because if they know how to deal with money the right way, when they get older, the first person they want to take care of is you. That's, so that's some truth. if you want some selfish motivation yeah. behind it, that's a good one. I there's still there's still parts of me that still want to do things for my mom and dad now that I can. Mm-hmm. They won't. They just won't let my me. mom too. Yeah, they, they won't. They won't allow it. <laughs> I tell my mom. I said, "Mom, hang on." My prayer. I said, "Father," I said, "Keep her here long enough so she can experience heaven here on this earth, because uh-huh. that is a goal of mine I like for it. my mom to not worry about money. Mm-hmm. Just go through a solid period of time where she's not." Thinking about money, yeah. you know what I mean, and like you know, I helped her buy this this truck, and now it looks like we're gonna get it something different, unfortunately. But I was so proud of that, you know what I mean. But you know, I give her, I, mean, I moved her down here, so I'm doing stuff, yeah. and it makes me happy to be able to do it. But I'm trying to be at that point where she's just like, ah, I ain't gotta worry about the bill because the bill's paid. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. that's where, and we're going, to, we're we're right there, getting there. I mean, not even, I mean, we're. Right there. I'm still gonna. I mean, I still have a plan to to buy something very specific that my mom wants, and I mean, it's a house and it's in a specific spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I, I feel it too. Like I'm right. <laughs> I mean, it's, right I, there. Maybe a couple deals away from making it actually happen. I can't tell her beforehand because she'll she'll stop it. But it's it's one of the things that I feel it. like I have. To my do. mom won't stop. I got to do it from. <laughs> so my the, mom be like, when the cool thing <laughs> the cool thing about my mom is that she she's my biggest fan. Right, she's listening to every time I'm on the radio. She's listening. She'd be like, "Which is that weird. Stone? I love his voice." No, she never said that. Never. No, not once. She never. And that makes me feel weird because no. she's texting me. Not one time. Did she? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pops. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't like that. Now, come on, don't don't be making me sound hey, creepy. I'm just. <laughs> but no, that's that. She earnestly says that that gives her the most joy. Whenever I mention her on right. the air, yeah. And like she'll she'll text me while I'm on and says, Hey, I'm with such and such. Can you shout this person out? And when I do those things, that gives her sure. something. Sure. My dad just likes the fact that I can I can match him in chess now. Like that's that's, that's it. He spent all those years teaching me how to play that. He was like, I don't want you to buy me nothing, just play me. And that's, you know, right, right, as, right. as small as that is, you start right. realizing that your parents just want QT. But as a kid, you want to do something big for them. Right. I want to get, but you actually, you semi asked me a question before okay. we got off on the tangent. We wanted to the talk parent, to parents. Parent psychology, sorry about that. <laughs> about how I budget. Um, yes. It's, it's different from sector to sector of our lifestyle. Okay. So with our rental stuff, I try to make sure that we maintain 30% of what we bring in rents wise. Okay. And that's, you know, that's after we pay mortgage and insurance and all that stuff. Right. We'll take a little bit out of that and have some fun with it every once in mm-hmm. a while. But most of that is, you know, random repair comes up, leaky roof, fridge starts doing some stuff. So that's right. that. Uh, with our personal stuff, I'm a lot more relaxed with it. I try to make sure that I'm investing at least 20% of what I make. Okay. And whether that's you know, buying more crypto or getting into some fun that's going into some kind of REIT or whatever, mm. I'm, I'm trying to do that. I don't stick to it all the time because we like to have fun. You know, right, that right, Rome right. trip was... Unless this bridge loan situation... I mean, out. like I said, let me... Let yeah, me, I'm going to let you know. I'm, I'm open to... I'm going to let you know how that works. Yeah. But we, we do. We take expensive trips a lot because I... Again, my number one thing is experiences. And because I've gotten to a point now, and my wife is at a point now to where we can afford these things, mm. there's no sense in trying to wait till we're 60 to enjoy oh, yeah, stuff. No, no. So we, 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 we enjoy stuff live now. now. So yeah. my biggest thing, and I learned this from... I didn't learn it from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it was reiterated to me in Rich Dad, Poor Dad is that you don't, you don't change your life. And 
Let me preface this first. Don't take this and say, Johnny said, don't save money. That's not what I'm about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody will. You don't adjust your lifestyle because of your lack of funds. You generate more funds to adjust to the lifestyle you want. You want. So when I realize I want something, I have like, okay, how much is this going to cost to sustain? And then I have to go figure out, all right, how do we get our hands on an asset that can pay for that? So can I, can we just pause for a second? Absolutely. Because people tend to hear what you didn't say. Mm -hmm. Because you say you adjust your funds to fit the lifestyle that you want. And the key word there is want, Mm -hmm. meaning you're not trying to live it yet. Right. With the funds that can't support it, exactly. So that's 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 the big thing, and unfortunately, we see it every day in music, yeah. you know, all the time. Who said there ain't no future in your front? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these kids out here living well above their means. And, and I'm not saying stuff, don't so. do that because we we've said don't. That, you're saying don't do like well. Live, what I, do you mean? What I'm saying is Johnny's not telling you to do that. What I do, like I just said, is that if there's something I want, I'm not scared to say when something's good advice. So I, I will. Well, but I, I just want to make sure I'm that's cl- good advice. I want to make sure I'm clear about it because, and I'll, I'll tell you why I okay. want to make sure I'm clear on this because there's some stuff that we've said before that I actually believe that could seem sort of contradictory. So if I want to do, let's say I want to take four trips next year. Okay. I don't want to pay for those trips, and our trips are expensive. Mm -hmm. The cheapest trip we took last year was eight thousand dollars. Okay. We had a lot of fun, but we spent a lot of money. Right. I had to generate that money from something else to make sure it wasn't coming out of what we make normally. Sure. So that it's not a part of our actual budget. That's fun money. So we created something that made the money we needed to have Mm -hmm. to to support that fun part of our lifestyle. Now, the reason why I want to make that distinction is because we talk about in order for you to get to a certain point, you have to move into it. You have to vibrate on that level, so to speak. Right. Which is why the faking it till you make it thing has some viability because you start to attract what you look like. If you dress good, you feel good, you look good, that kind of thing. Right, but the fake it is still within your means. True. Is it not? It it, it should be. It absolutely should be. Yes, that's the only part I want to make clear. Don't go buy blood diamonds when you can get a cubics that looks the same. And that's all I'm saying. I just want to make it clear that that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying... Don't fake it because there's a certain amount of faking it that puts you in that vibe that does attract that next level of stuff. Just fake within your means. But fake it to a point to where it's not detrimental to where you are at this point. Your fake is a taste. Yeah. It's it's a taste. It's not the whole meal. You can buy a bunch of good stuff that look dope. You know, like when y'all walk through public and stuff, they have that person out there handing out samplers. Like, that's your fake. (laughs) Like, it could be caviar. Be like, yes, can I get a tiny little teaspoon of that caviar, please? That's your taste. That's it. Yeah. That's your fake right there. Now you know what caviar tastes like. Mm-hmm. Now you can go ahead and, and, and intentionalize and put Absolutely. yourself into the emotions and feelings because you tasted the caviar. Absolutely. Don't go out there and buy the whole freaking ounce of caviar. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's one of the things. Say. That's one of the things that was probably very instrumental in, in my upbringing, like, along with my mom, you know, teaching us that kind of stuff early. My dad working as much as he did. People always thought we were rich for some reason. Right, right. I, I I never understood what that right. was, but it was a, it was they just thought we had money. Did they have money? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got a my I got a cousin here when Michael was born. He used to watch him for us before we got him in the in the school and right. stuff. And he got so he was like, yeah, man, I've been putting it off for years and years. I can finally do it. I want to buy my Bentley. Jay, you gonna come with me? I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Right. You gonna come shop for yours too? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, no, we should we should do it together. And I was like, no. <laughs> and when he found out that at that point, one, I just had a baby, so I'm not finna go out that right. But I don't know what my future's finna be. Mm-hmm. We, we just moved to Atlanta, but I wasn't in a position to go spend two fifty on right, the car. Right, right. 
and it blew his mind right. because the optics of one that was I was still interviewing a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. My radio career was still doing that thing. Right. Who I was associated with just the the Janasse Quad that came with all of the name drops and stuff created this picture. Oh, of course. And it's easy to get sucked up into that. Mm. And I, I warn y'all I against like that too. To, 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 to maintain real some of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was either, okay, do I go stretch myself? And I almost did it. I'm not going to lie. Right. So uh, a buddy of mine, Ed Bolian, who's, well, I'm going to say buddy. We, we're acquaintances. I, but he's a really, really cool dude. He used to be a salesman at Lamborghini Atlanta, mm-hmm. or Motor Cars of Atlanta. And I went up there one time, and they had a black Lamborghini Gallardo. It was a 2009, mm-hmm. and it was 30000 down, two k a month. That was affordable. Mm-hmm. I almost did it. I was, mm-hmm. I was that close. And it was literally, okay. I do this, but I don't know how much daycare costs in Atlanta. And mm. when we did that, it, it was two k a month, and I was like, okay, the baby's gonna cost as much as a Lambo payment. Like right. that's, it's gonna have to be one or the other. And right. those type of logical scenario thought processes are what you what, what kind of checks you down into staying within your means. Right. I could have still did it, but we would have been stretched at that point. Mm-hmm. I do. I regret. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I do regret not doing it at a certain point because yeah. I, you look hindsight being 2020, I would have been out of it at this point. I would have gotten to the point where I would have created some other assets to pay for that particular part right. of my life. So, but in that moment, it wasn't something I could have comfortably have done. Right. So, yeah, with me, I, I would never say that I don't have the money. I used to never say I'm broke. I was just like, I said, oh man, I'm doing some other stuff with my money right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the fact true. was, no, I don't have it. <laughs> but you know me in words. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't want to be like, oh, no, I can't afford I'm that. Own I'm broke. They're yeah. like, yo, Stone, we should go here. I said, I said, no, man, I would. I said, I'm just doing some other stuff with my money right now. I said, mm-hmm. I just got to schedule it for another time. <laughs> and they yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I might borrow that from you because I like how that Oh, sound. I'm serious. I ain't gonna lie. When, when Kevin Hart told that story, and like, I think it was his first or second special, and he was talking about his friends, and when Dwayne Wade took him on that boat, and he, he did the whole my check my money's in the checking in the savings and I got to move it from my savings over to my checking <laughs> bro I was sitting there that I, saw, I saw that set that live and I was just like if this ain't me wow. like it was it was so real That's but funny. it was also motivation to, to say that you know my, I, I do have friends that live that lifestyle right 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 I've got friends who have jets who yeah, yeah, for don't sure. work that get on planes and go have lunch in France I'm and then come back I'm just, I'm just, I want to be there and I, they, I they, want Lee to invite me on his jet one day Lee's got a jet he uh, what do you call him um, I didn't know that. Okay. Co-lease or oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like still, he has, he got, he he got has sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they, they got it. I want to do something for one day where he's gonna be like, you know what? You and Tyson need to come on. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually, I, I owe, I owe him something too because he actually did something for me. And my wife after he was on the podcast, he yeah. invited me up to his range. Yeah, to the range. We went up and we, yeah. we took, and I was like, man, I owe you for this. And he was like, it's nothing, it's nothing. I was yeah. like, no, you don't understand. This is big for me because right. you just met me. Schedules just happen, but I got to make that happen. I got to do something for him to, to at least say a small Shout thing. out to Lee Heisman, man. Yeah, man. Hey, so my, my closing thoughts on this really okay. are this. I just need parents to understand this. If you do not take the time to instill good money habits and, and financial literacy and information to your kids, mm-hmm. someone will. And that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you this right now. One of the most influential places they're going to get their idea of the relationship with money is going to come from music. You know, and unfortunately, most of the folks in music, they are not telling you what you're supposed to be doing with your money. Mm-hmm. So your kids are going to get just understand it. They're going to get an idea of what a relationship with money should be. Right. They're going to get that from somewhere. Um, it should be you. And if you don't know where it is. Then ask someone who you think does. And then worst case scenario, just get on YouTube, man. Watch it with them. 
you know, even watch it with them. And don't worry about if they're not laughing or they oh, I love this. Because chances are they won't be. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times for most people, there's nothing fun about learning about money. But you have to trust that the seed is being planted. And that's your job is to plant that seed. I think that's the main point I want to get across on this episode is our parents to step up and be more active and proactive in teaching your kids the right relationship with money. Yeah. Uh, we live in a capitalistic world, not even so much society. <laughs> Everything you want costs something, sure. whether it's an experience or if it's a thing. And that's the biggest motivator. Everybody wants something. And, you know, my whole, um, you know, Buddhist perspective on wants and mm. sankaras and impermanence and all that stuff, put that aside. At the end of the day, it's still some stuff that I want. And that motivates me. Mm -hmm. um, if you want it bad enough, it's going to require you to generate the funds to do it. Whether Period. it's from investment, whether it's from working and that's a job, not evil, it's whether not it's selfish. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's, it's what it's, it is. What it is. What'd you say? As long as we're in this meat suit. As long as we're in this meat suit. Then man. that's how it operates. And little people understand that, man. Mm -hmm. um, I, <laughs> I denominate certain things in Happy Meals to my son. Like when he no. asked for something ridiculous, I'm like, "Yo, that's like 20 Happy Meals. You you good with that?" And okay. he immediately yeah, can relate to he, it. he knows how much a Happy Meal costs. Right. He knows how often he generally gets them. He knows the hit he Stop takes when we make him buy himself. Man, no, I mean, listen, what, it's, <laughs> I'm I'm just. I'm not. No, you're right. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's getting him through testing. So sometimes <laughs> the, the ends justify the means. Until the and, effects come until on the later. effects come on, yeah. Hopefully it don't stun his growth or nothing like that. But he, he gets that. And, you know, finding those little creative ways to tie what they're interested in mm -hmm. into something they have to know. Yes. Yeah, money, money can absolutely be fun. Money that's is smart. fun. Uh, you know what I find is not fun? Is when you don't understand it and you don't have it. Absolutely. That sucks. But Welcome. even before you have it, if you understand it, it becomes fun. And mm -hmm. we, how, how many times do I say that the best way to get rid of fear and everything is understanding? Absolutely. That's the first thing to do. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes fun because they're like, all right, I know how this works. Now you're like, all right, I need to get me some of this stuff so yeah. that I can put together so what I, I know. Exactly. Now it becomes fun and interesting. So right. start there. Just start with understanding how money works and just go back to our, you can go to our, our long money versus short money episode. Mm. Uh, you I can go back to, that. what was it, Money Basics or Money yeah, one, money we, basics. Something like that. Um, no, it had, some, it had a weird name. It, it was did like have pay, it. Pay, uh, dinero. Does, it was oh, something. yeah, it was some dinero. It was, it was right? You're dinero. right. It was. But we have two or three episodes on yeah. it. Uh, we're going to shout out. Matter of fact, maybe that can be our love shout out today. What we got? Uh, I'm gonna be earn your leisure. Earn your you got to give those guys some props because yep, they're doing their thing. Uh, obviously, you know the main thing is teaching the black community about it, but you don't have to be black to benefit from these guys. Right. And they'll tell you that it's not just for black folk, mm -hmm. but black folk and minorities and people of color in this country tend to be the most shielded from this information. So mm -hmm. just to understand what their mission is, but a huge shout out to them. So make sure it's EYL, earn your leisure, uh, follow them, like them, you know, support them in their podcast and, and everything that they do. Uh, amazing guys uh, in the job that they're doing. Yeah, uh, Everything with Life on Podcast, lifeonpodcast.com. And if you haven't been on there lately, we got both the audio and the video on there. You can see our faces, baby. Yeah, man, so you can do it all in one spot. If you don't know anything about me, that is stonestafford.com. Just Johnny Vaughn, J-U-S-T-J-O-N-Y-V-A-N. Man, we appreciate y'all. Like y'all. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Did you just say like y'all? <laughs> no, say I said don't forget to. Oh, I thought you said thank you I said we appreciate y'all. Don't forget to like. I thought you said we like y'all because you always say we but love y'all. we do like you, but we love you too. <laughs> you always say we love y'all. Yeah, like, oh, no, but don't forget. Y'all downgraded. <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, and please tell a friend. Yes. Literally, if just each of y'all only told one friend. Mm-hmm. 
that would be substantially helpful and get us to that 1 million subscribers Absolutely. in 2023. 2023. All right, that's all we got for y'all. We hope it'll be helpful, and we'll see you next week. We are out. <laughs>